820 on the great WRKO. Jeff Cooner, Boston's bulldozer. 617-266-6868 is the number. Um, okay, uh, the text line is on fire. Um, okay, so what? Uh, let me just, uh, Jeff, quote, uh, this is from 508. Jeff, there are security cameras all over the White House, especially the West Wing, so they know who the cocaine belongs to. No question. Absolutely no question. And I think it's obvious if they don't want to tell us, it's not some White House staffer, it's not some member of the White House press corps, some journalist or reporter, or someone who's a, a cleaner or someone on the cleaning crew or the cleaning team. It's clearly very high up, probably the first family. No question about it. Um, okay, this is breaking right now from Newsmax. Uh, Newsmax now says that multiple officials at the U.S. Secret Service are telling them that the cocaine was found uh, at that cubby in a storage facility and that the cocaine was, quote, in a baggie. When it was discovered, it was not loose or concealed. So it was in a bag that somebody clearly had been using. Again, everything points to Hunter, but that's me. 617-266-6868 is the number. Should they all be drug tested? The entire first family? Joe, Jill, Hunter, and should Hunter be kicked out of the White House? Should we, the taxpayers, demand that we not continue to foot the bill to put a roof over his head and pay for three square meals, a chef, by the way, every day, and pay for Hunter to party, party, and party. 617-266-6868, because believe me, partying is all this guy does. One state dinner after another, one function after another, glass in hand, and look out, he hits the buffet table like nobody's business. Maria in Ludlow, thanks for holding, Maria, and welcome. Hi, Jeff, how are you? I'm good, how are you, Maria? I'm doing much better now. I wanted to let you know, first and foremost, that um, my baby um, did have his open-heart surgery, uh, Boston Children's, and everything went wonderfully, and he's finally home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's great news, Maria. Phenomenal news. Thank God. Um, now to my next point. So, Hunter Biden, the crackhead, I don't understand how with the gun and the videos of him doing weed, pot, cocaine, all this stuff. I wonder why DS, the Department of Children's Services have not gotten involved. If it was anybody else, they would be knocking at their door to investigate, to make sure he was drug tested. The mother, if that child, his children were being raised in a safe environment. Well, Maria, you're, you're completely right. You're dead on. 
I mean, he just, he gets pass after pass after pass. If this was you, if this was me, if this was anyone else, we would have lost our children and we would have been in jail for years, years, a long time ago. And Maria, this is, you know, I said this to Grace last night. I said, how stupid, reckless, and irresponsible do you have to be? I mean, you're in your 50s now. Don't you realize, you know, when your dad keeps cleaning up mess after mess, eventually you're going to get caught. And I thought, honestly, her answer was excellent. She said, Jeff, you don't understand. Everybody keeps cleaning up his mess. So why would he stop? You know what he's thinking now? Ah, so what? They found a bag of cocaine. My dad will clean it up. His people will clean it up. They'll clean this up, but they clean everything else up. And that's why they get away with things, that abuses of power, crimes, crimes. I mean, Maria, not that you would ever do this. If you were doing cocaine and doing crack and with uh, male prostitutes, at your house, filthy, disgusting, dirty, and you've got guns lying around and drugs lying around, there's no way DCF would allow you to keep your child. There's no way. No way. If you didn't pay millions of dollars in taxes, millions, you'd be in prison for years. If you illegally bought a gun and then dumped it off in a garbage can in a school zone, you'd be in jail for five years, bang, on the spot. On the spot. Your kid's gone. Gone. Foster system, DCF, with this guy, nothing. No, he's the victim. The media is like, oh, Hunter, oh, he's reformed his ways, Maria. It's a story of a father's love for his son. It's it's not all in the family. It's it's all in the Bidens, Maria. Hello, Maria. Did I lose Maria? Okay, well, anyway, Maria, great call. You made an excellent point. You're completely right. So the media is trying to turn this into, you know, as the Bidens turn, this family saga, this American story of redemption. 8.31 on the great WRKO, Jeff Cooner, Boston's Bulldozer, 617-266-6868 is the number. Okay, I played this cut earlier. I want to play it again. Uh, you want to see the BS in action. So, <laughs> the bull, you know what, the bull crap in action. So, someone within, it's a whistleblower, no question. Obviously sick of what's going on at the White House and what Hunter Biden is doing. And so they call 911. The hazmat team, the fire department, arrives immediately. Police are now on their way. Secret service has now been triggered. And the White House spin machine, the, 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 press, the press team, come out and say, hazardous white substance found. Could be anthrax. Who knows? White House under siege. And this white powdery substance was found near the White House, like on the White House lawn or whatever. 
Could be Trump supporters. Could be MAGA. Who knows? So, white supremacists. So they're desperately in spin mode. The hazmat team comes. Quickly. This is Sunday evening. Quickly. They evacuate the West Wing. Quickly, they, they send it in for testing. And right away, right away, they call dispatch. This isn't a hazardous substance. This isn't anthrax. Bring everybody inside. Number one, it wasn't found near the White House. It was found in the White House, in the West Wing, hell in a cubby, in a storage facility. It's a bag of cocaine. It's coke. Listen now to the coded dispatch call saying we have found cocaine in the White House. Roll cut 33, Mike. Repeat, I didn't copy results on the Gemini. Gemini's results are new match found with a red bar. New match found in the library. We'll go ahead and come on up. Question record has that we have a result on the Gemini. We have a yellow bar stating cocaine, hydrochloride. Gas number 53-21-4. Yep. That's Biden's White House. <laughs> we got a yellow bar. Yeah, yellow bar. It's cocaine, hydrochloride. Now, <laughs> it's positive. Yeah. The only thing missing from the dispatch is that's hunters, huh? <laughs> so he snorted the whole kilo and they were left with a little baggie, huh? Uh, <laughs> How much did he take with him to Camp David over the weekend? That's what I'd like to know. So... As all of this is going on, now the White House has to admit, oops, okay, it's cocaine. Now, if you notice, if you heard the dispatch, they said it was found in the library. Now, I'd love to know why the Secret Service is changing that description. Because the fire department says this bag was found in the library which apparently Hunter has been using with his laptop. That is conclusive. There are many witnesses saying, no, he uses the library, he's on his laptop. So that would draw extra suspicion to Hunter. Instead, it's Cubby Storage Facility. So I'd like to know why the fire department, who were first on the scene, are saying it was the library. Now they've changed it to Cubby Storage Facility in the West Wing. I, I just want to know. I want that clarified. 617. Or are they trying to change the story to try to protect and cover up for Hunter? 617-266-6868 is the number. Holly on the South Shore. Thanks for holding, Holly, and welcome. Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? Good. Hey, it's good not to be Hunter. I'll tell you this. You know, Holly, you come to my house, you're not going to find a bag of cocaine. Uh, that's I'm just saying. <laughs> the thing is, is I'm sick and tired of hearing day in and day out that the things that these people are doing wrong, because you know as well as I do, if this was any of us, we'd be in jail right now. If any of us were found with cocaine, 
We stashed in our houses. We'd be in prison right now. This guy is being protected, and I'm getting tired of listening to this day in and day out. Nobody's doing a thing. You know what? The only time something will ever be done now is if people take to the streets and they, they open their mouths and they say enough is enough. These people need to be removed from office, and they need to do it by we the people because it's not going to be done by the people who are running this country. Holly, not that this would ever happen to you, because I know, and you, I can just tell by your voice, you're obviously a, a decent, law-abiding, tax-paying, hard-working American. But just for the sake of argument, please indulge me. You have a laptop. You accidentally drop your laptop off at a computer workshop, a repair shop. And on that laptop, it's Holly doing line after line after line of cocaine, smoking crack, male prostitutes, 10, 15, Russian male prostitutes, 10, 15, $20,000 a pop. We know because you're giving them cash on the videos. Child pornography, child pornography on your laptop. A family member, niece, nephew, minor, underage, in a very sexually suggestive position, right near you as you are completely naked. Tell me, does Holly go to jail? Or is Holly given a slap on the wrist? And they say, you know, Holly, just lay off those drugs for two years, pay a small fine, and uh, everything will just go away. So, Holly, do you think they would just tell you pay a small fine, say you're sorry, and be sober for two years, clean and sober? Or do you think, Holly, you'd be spending, ooh, several decades in jail? Never mind about the several decades. We'd be in jail for the rest of our lives. They'd find a way to put us away. And you know what? It's a two-tiered justice system. I'm tired of people saying that. The rules that apply to us need to apply to them, and we need to start enforcing that. And you know what? The other thing I'm really upset about is that there was a movie that came out this weekend, uh, The Sound of Freedom, and no one seems to be mentioning that. That's a huge problem worldwide, let alone in this country. And, I mean, and the number one facilitator is Joe Biden. Child sex trafficking, child trafficking. Who's opened up the southern border? Him. Who's aiding and abetting the Mexican drug cartels? Him. Who's the one that, under his watch, 85,000 children, illegal immigrants, children, have now disappeared and been sold into slavery? In the United States alone. Him. Whose son has child pornography? Him. Who's the one whose own daughter left behind a diary to be found, obviously, where she says repeatedly, my father had inappropriate showers with me at the age of 11 and 12 years old. Him. Joe Biden. And now there's cocaine in the White House. So I got to ask you, again, not that you would ever do it, Holly. If you had inappropriate showers with your 11, 12-year-old daughter, if you were child sex trafficking, if they found bags of cocaine in your house, tell me, 
Do you think they'd be saying, oh, poor Holly? This is a story about her and the love of her children and how much she loves her kids. And it's a story of redemption. Holly redemption. She redeemed herself. Or do you think Holly would be in handcuffs and behind bars? There would be no redemption to anybody who's not the Biden crime family or anybody who's in any part of um, our government because it, anybody who um, is, you know, anybody who is um, doing what they do would, would never be held accountable for the things that they do. And it's not right. You know, everybody should be held to the same standards. If anybody did, you know, aided in abetting any crimes or if they um, committed the crimes themselves, everybody should be held accountable the same way. Amen. Amen. Holly, thank you very much for that call. Really good call. Ronnie in Boston. Thanks for holding, Ronnie, and welcome. Jeff, thank you uh, so much, as always, for taking the call. I want to answer your first question first. Why did they change the narrative from the West Wing Library to the Cubby? Because it creates the possibility uh, to suggest that maybe a cleaning person or multiple people had access to a, you know, storage cubby as as opposed to an exclusive library where only an extremely small amount of people have access to. You follow me, Jeff? So it just it it just opens up the suggestion that oh god a ton of people could have put it there it's a it's a cubby it's a storage space with tons of access from tons of people, um, but what I really want to get to Jeff Ronnie can that- you do me a favor I'm up against it I don't want to rush you we're gonna go right back to Ronnie he's gonna continue his call I think he's dead on that's why they flipped the script from the library to the cubby it's now Operation cover-up hunter again 848 on the great wrko jeff cooner boston's bulldozer 617-266-6868 is the number okay let's go right back to ronnie in boston ronnie you made the brilliant observation they had to change the location of the bag of cocaine from the library in the west wing which very few people have access to, to a cubby and a storage facility, so you can spread out a little bit the possibility of suspects. Please pick up where you left off, Ronnie. Thank you very much, Jeff. And holding people over like this when you're up against a break is a very generous feature of this show. So thank you so much. We all really appreciate it, Jeff. Um, But the bigger point I wanted to make is that this is the same party that preaches to everyone that no one is above the law. This is the same party that preaches to everyone about gun control, the same party that preaches to everyone about the patriarchy, toxic male privilege, and no single family in this country embodies all of that more than the Bidens. How do the Democrats get out there and talk about the patriarchy while simultaneously cheering as Hunter Biden escapes on gun charges? And how do you credibly talk about gun control after that? How do you credibly talk about no one being above the law when our government does everything humanly possible to shield this family from so many crimes? How do you possibly lecture the American people about privilege about toxic male privilege when you have exhibit a 
Hunter Biden receiving pass after pass after pass. I'll tell you right now, Jeff, uh, demanding a drug test is a fool's errand because I can tell you right now that all the people you'd want tested are drying out as we speak. So they will test one. The only way to get accountability here is to throw the exact same language and arguments of the left right back in their faces right here. And you let the enraged leftist base clean all this up, all this toxic masculinity, all this privilege, all this patriarchy, all this no one being above the law crap. And yet you look at the Bidens and their exhibit A for all of it. How does a Democrat possibly campaign on any of these issues after this? How? Uh, I mean, you're on fire. Ronnie, you're absolutely on fire. Ronnie, I want to ask you now the obvious follow-up question. There's clearly someone within the White House who's blowing the whistle, that they are the, or else we never would have found out about this. So just for the sake of argument, they can't clean up this mess again. They just can't. After a while, you just you can't do it. So the bag of cocaine, they finally admit, okay, it belongs to Hunter. What happens then? Well, boy, isn't that the million-dollar question, Jeff, uh, which is why they will never do that, Jeff. They will never admit that that belongs to Hunter Biden. They will never admit, you know, where it was actually found. We're, we're just going to get pure, pure spin on this, Jeff. But you can bet that all these Democrat power players are huddled in a room somewhere going, this is a bridge too far and we know it. This corpse is way too big to bury and we know it. We need to come up with an exit strategy for this. And we're all going to find out together what that is, Jeff, because we're not going to get any details from this media that is completely committed to shielding this this corrupt family. Uh, Ronnie, what about the Republicans? Can't Kevin McCarthy come out? I know Trump will do it. I guarantee it. But can Kevin McCarthy, why can't he come out and say, we know every area of the West Wing has 24-7 surveillance video footage. There's not a centimeter, that there's not a security camera which, which is recording. So we can find out who the culprit is within five hours. So why won't McCarthy come out and say, fingerprint the cocaine bag, tell us whose fingerprints are on it, show us the tape. You have the tape. Show us the tape. They've got Biden by the tonsils. Why won't they squeeze? Well, it's fascinating that you bring that up, Jeff. Fascinating. Because when you think about it, um, Republicans may end up being the only escape strategy for Democrats simply for the fact that they do not have the backbone or the spine to pursue forward. And I'm telling you, Jeff, when they find something like this in the White House and you still you've got them dead to rights, you've got their own language completely turned on its head against them and you still can't rally the Republicans to stand as a unified front and clean this up. That kind of cowardice will resonate with the American public even worse than what Biden just did. You know, that'll resonate even worse than finding this stuff in the White House is Republicans being too cowardly to press the issue and demand accountability. That's what will bail the Democrats out is Republican cowardice. And I hate to say it. Now you're dead on. Ronnie, I wish I could disagree with you. I can't. I can't.
617. Now, I got really, you know, remember I had Jim Jordan on a while back? What is it, a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was, a month ago, maybe now? And I said, what, you know, and you could sense the frustration in my voice. What does Joe Biden have to do to get impeached? Like, what is it? What has he got to do for you guys to get off your rear ends and finally hold him and his corrupt crime family accountable? I don't, a bag of cocaine, that won't do it now? Like, what? So he's, what, he's doing lines off the bust of Teddy Roosevelt? Like that? No, that's not enough for you. So what is it? No, really, molesting children in the White House is that? Is that would that do it? You know, is is that it? Or does everybody do it now? Is that going to be the new Democrat excuse? Six one seven two six six sixty eight sixty eight. Joanne in Weymouth. Thanks for holding, Joanne, and welcome. Hi, good morning, Professor Kuna. Uh, I've been listening for many years and listening to the audience. They're the greatest. And I don't understand why a mother wouldn't educate a child. She's a doctor, isn't she? Jill Biden. Well, I mean, that's the joke. My children work. And they have. No, no, no. But, Joanne, I mean, that's the joke about her. She wants to be called a doctor, but her degree is in education. And it's. Anyway, it's. And she's come, I mean, look, I don't want to poo-poo her, but I'm just saying she has a, let's put it this way. If she wasn't married to Joe Biden, she wouldn't have a PhD today. But she has a doctorate in education, and she insists that she must be called doctor. <laughs> so, but anyway, no, I mean, Joanne, you need to know this. She was the babysitter. When Joe Biden was married to his first wife, she was the babysitter. She was the underage babysitter, and he had an affair with Jill Biden before his wife died. By the way, she was she caused the car crash, the first wife. She was drunk. She was driving under the influence. And Joe Biden later lied and said that his first wife was killed by a drunk driver. No, the only one that was drunk was her, and she caused the accident. I'm not saying she deserved to die. Don't get me wrong. Please, no. But the point is he completely lied. And he was having an affair on his first wife with his underage babysitter. It was statutory rape. She was underage. He likes him young, very young. And that is Jill Biden. So that's to show you how the media has tried to uh, polish and glossy up this family, airbrush this family. So that's the nature of their relationship. So Hunter Biden, it's come out in, in the laptop, can't stand Jill Biden. The other kids can't stand Jill Biden, and she can't stand them. I'm sorry, Joanne, hello, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, please, go ahead. I don't ahead. Like please, Jill Biden. Please. I don't know any woman who does. My friends are nurses and doctors and nurse practitioners. They don't like her. They don't like me either. My friends are strong women. They like strong women and strong men of integrity. Now, that's my mother calling. I'll call her later. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is more important, right, Joanne? <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. And my mother would agree because she is a pow- proud patriot of Boston, Massachusetts. Highly educated her 80-year-old self, too. 
Joanne, I've, I've got to ask you. Joanne, God bless you. I've got to ask you. You know, this is your son. This is your husband. He's got dementia. This stepson is a crackhead degenerate who's getting the family now. I mean, you've turned. he's turned the family into butter jokes. Why won't the wife of Joe Biden, the stepmother of Hunter Biden, step in and say, enough, for the dignity of our family, enough? I mean, Joanne, really, everyone says she's like a Lady Macbeth. She craves power so much. Is it now to the point that she's willing to risk utterly humiliating her family? Let her. It'll all come out. It's, what, 18 months away from the election? Let her do it. Go ahead, Jill. Go ahead. Take us on. Mothers of America will not like her, will they? I'm with you. Joanne, yes, I think... Yes, I'm with you, too. And... Joanne, I think mothers look at this and say this... This is one sleazy, sleazy, degenerate family. Brought up to respect people. And respect the country that I was born in. And respect the people that came here and worked hard. Like you and your beautiful wife and your beautiful family. Joanne. Thank you so much for your call. I really appreciate it. 617. She's completely right. I mean, the country's looking now in disgust. And the media knows it. That's why they're like, we can't let this story out. If the story is out, that there's a a bag of cocaine found in the White House, the whole country's going to say, Hunter. I mean, no one's stupid. Hunter. And then they're going to say, so everything they've been telling us is a lie? Everything? There is no road to recovery. There's no redemption. They've been playing us for fools since day one. By the way, the plea deal goes boom. The plea deal is over. So Hunter's going to end up going to jail. So Joe Biden's got a problem because if his son goes to jail, I don't think he can rely on Hunter to keep the family secrets. He's going to roll on the old man. He's going to turn around and say, well, if I give you the big fish, the big guy, uh, will you give me immunity? That's that's the problem now they have. 617-266-6868. Bruce in Woburn. Thanks for holding, Bruce, and welcome. Good morning, Jeff. Hope you had a good week. Week, I had a uh, very nice you know, Fourth of holiday. July. I hope you did too, Bruce. Fourth of July, Independence Day. Yeah, so I got a kind of a kick out of you suggesting that uh, that everybody volunteer for a drug test because what they would what, <laughs> when they would say, um, "How do you feel about a drug test?" and they'd all say, "Oh, we'll test anything you got." <laughs> It's, it's unbelievable what's going on there. It shouldn't be going on there. What's going on when Obama was... Hello, Bruce? Bruce? Okay, you're saying maybe, maybe you lost him? Bruce, for some reason, we've lost connection with you. If you. Or you're in a bad zone. Bruce, try to call us back and we'll get you back on, Okay. 
617 26 because you just let it just died. Your phone just died on us. 617 266 6868. This is from 617. Jeff, they're going to ask Hunter, <laughs> do you do cocaine? His answer, no, but I can smell it. <laughs> Bill in Taunton. Thanks for holding, Bill, and welcome. Um, you know, I love your show. I love you. I, I I find it hard to believe that you're still on the air, that you're so courageous, to be honest with you. It's, it's like the, uh, the eighth miracle of the world that you're still on the air. Um, but, you know, I want to – your audience needs to realize it's not Democrat-Republican. Everybody is waiting for the Republicans – to step up, you got to realize it's good versus evil, that you're either compromised or blackmailed or you're not. I mean, people are placed into position. Do you think AOC was really, AOC and Swalwell were groomed for their position. It happens in every single state. You cannot, you cannot define this whole thing by party. Again, it is good for good versus evil. You're either in or you're out. Do you think Mike Pence is a Republican? He is working for the deep state. It's, people got to stop waiting for these Republicans to step up. It's not going to happen. It's, 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 it's very plain. It's good versus evil. Oh, you're dead on. Everybody's either up. No truer words. No, I got to say, Bill, I mean, I, just to pay back the compliment, you said, you know, you, hey, thanks for your courage. Well, Bill, thank you for your courage because you're saying something that many people are thinking and very few people have the courage to guts to say. Look, you're right. It's not Republican versus Democrat. We crossed that Rubicon a long time ago. It's the Uniparty versus us versus the people. And you're right. It's good versus evil. Or what I, the way I prefer to phrase it, you may disagree with me, is the globalists versus the patriots. And, or it's the swamp versus us. And you're right. Most Republicans are in the swamp. They're as complicit, as evil, as corrupt as the Democrats. And that's why they won't do anything. I mean, it's so obvious now. And that's our problem. Our problem is now we have a corrupt establishment that is uh, protecting themselves, and it's the Democrats and the Repub- the establishment Democrats, the establishment Republicans, and they are now the ruling class. And you're right. That's why McCarthy is silent. That's why McConnell is silent. That's why Romney is silent. That's why Lindsey Graham is silent. They're all silent. And I bet if you dig deep enough... Either they have the exact same skeletons in their closet or of their children. So everything we're criticizing Joe Biden or Obama about, whether it's pay to play, corruption, bribery, influence peddling, uh, using countries to line their pockets and selling American policy or drugs in the family or addiction or whatever it is. They're all Nancy Pelosi. I mean, I could go family by family, the Bushes, you can go, the Cheneys, you go family by family by family. And you're, it's like what Rush said. One's got a D, one's got an R, 
And okay, for a couple of years, you run the committees. Then for a couple of years, we run the committees. It's all one big shell game. And the people they're screwing is you and me, Bill. Uh, you know, I couldn't agree with you more, Jeff. I think, you know, people, you know, people have been called conspiracy theorists for years. But, you know, John F. Kennedy was a Democrat. And, you know, it's all come out now that, you know, he may have been fascinated by his own government. And, you know, I think it goes back to that day that this all started. And I don't want to sound like I'm crazy, but I think, you know, I'm I'm in my 60s and you know, I've kind of woken up over the last two or three years. And I feel like we kind of all exist down here on the ground. But there is a massive plan going on right now that we're not aware of, and it's been going on for many, many years. I don't know if we'll ever know the truth, but if we ever do, I think it's going to be really hard for some people to fathom what has happened here. And, again, I just don't feel like it's a party thing. It is you're in, you're out, you're good, you're evil. Either, you know, I don't even feel like everybody's corrupt. I feel like people may have gotten into office and they were blackmailed or their kids were blackmailed or something happened to them. They may have gone in with all good intentions. And, you know, when somebody tells you that you don't do this or you don't do that, somebody in your family is going to be harmed, you got to do it, right? So I'm not saying everybody's evil but you're in that cesspool for one reason or another and um i think a lot of people are waking up and starting to see this now but it's scary and i don't know if it can be unwound to be honest with you. well bill the problem with the system you're look you're making excellent points the problem with the system is it's unsustainable this is why to me it has eerie similarities to communism so they seem invincible, they seem invincible, and but it's so rotten and so corrupt, and it'll just collapse. And if you notice, Bill, look, how do I say, there's, there's, there's cracks now everywhere. I mean, we know a lot now about the Bidens. We know a lot now about Hunter. We know a lot now about the Obamas. We know a lot now about the Bushes and the Cheneys and the McConnells. And so we're, we're finding out more and more and more and more. And, you know, you can always tell the ones who are complicit, compromised, and those who aren't by how they speak. So, you know, I look at Trump and I go, he's not bought off. You look at Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I disagree with him on some issues, but he's not bought off. I mean, he's just not. The man is not co-opted. He's not compromised. He's a patriot. So you can look. There are some people you can just tell that they either will not be blackmailed or they can't be blackmailed. And their light just shines. And now they don't know what to do. I mean, I don't know, Bill, I don't know if you've seen the latest numbers. Now Robert F. Kennedy is at 40% in New Hampshire. Democrats are now privately admitting. Politico broke this story over the weekend. Joe Biden may lose New Hampshire to Robert F. to RFK. He may lose it. If you remember Lyndon Johnson in 68 with Eugene McCarthy, McCarthy didn't even win New Hampshire. He just got 40% of the vote. And a couple weeks later, Lyndon Johnson said, I'm not running anymore. 
because it was seen as such a rebuke. So you can see now there's an insurgency. The people are getting it. They're starting to get awake. And they've awakened a sleeping giant. Bill, all we got to do is keep exposing, shedding more sunlight, more sunlight, more sunlight, like this bag of cocaine. Everything they're telling us is a lie. Nothing makes sense. And we're just going to keep exposing it until the whole system comes crashing down. Truth is the most powerful weapon in the world. We have it. Let's speak it. Bill, thank you very much for that call. 617-266-6868. And I got to tell you, it does remind me a little bit of the late stages of communism. Soviet Union, Eastern Europe. It's like they're just, they're tired. Uh, They're stale. They're transparent. It's like, nah, your lies used to be better. How do I say? It's just the regime is starting to run out of gas. You can see there's a an exhaustion setting in. It's like too many too many holes in the dam. They just can't plug all the holes anymore. So let's just let's just keep pushing and pushing until we burst the dam wide open. Cocaine in the White House. Your reaction next.